Welcome to Building Phase, a project of Orpnimi, the a life skills based on the halachas of the base of Middash for the three weeks. This is Saratova Best. So let's stop for a second on the name Building Phase. What is it telling us? That right now, as we speak in this generation and in these moments, we really are in the phase where we're building fiercely and devotedly the base of English. It's being built through every word we say and every act we do and every move we make, every place we go to. It's, it's, it's literally being built with our every action. So and that's why we're in the building phase. So when we look at the base of Migdash, the first chamber, so to speak, I mean there are a number there are a number of walls around walls, but as we go, there's a gate around a wall around and then another gate, and as we go through one of the first gates, we come to the Sanhedrin Katana, and we're in the Ezra's Nashim. They're really those three parts. There's the Ezra's Nashim, the women's courtyard, which is the biggest one. And then the Ezra's Yisraelim, as Israel, the, um, the, the courtyard of all of the men. And then Ezra's Kohanim, the courtyard of the Kohanim. And then we come to the temple building. So the women's gate, the, uh, sorry, the women's court, Ezra's Nashim, I think it wasn't just for women, but really the women stood on very high um, on the walls. There were platforms on the walls, and I guess it was a huge amount of room. And they stood way high up, and they were able to have a bird's eye view of everything that was going on. And in this Ezra's Nashim, there are four different chambers, which we'll talk about at a different time. But here what we want to talk about is what was going on in the Ezra's Nashim? Because multitudes of people came to the base of Mikdash to celebrate Yantif, or to offer Karbanas, or to fulfill other obligations. And of course, we know that when it came, that our sages tell us that in the base of Mikdash, everybody was standing very close to one another. And yet, there was room for everyone to bow. If, everybody, if anybody's been, you know, looked down at the men's shul, on Yom Kippur during Aleinu, when everybody prostrating themselves on the floor. It's very interesting. You don't actually get to see it. It's like it's outside of, I, I've, I've, I've kind of looked a number of times and I say, everybody is bowing and touching. I think they touch their forehead to the floor. I'm not sure. And yet you actually, you don't see it happening. It's the strangest thing. It's outside of your physical vision. It's from a different frequency. It's, just, it's really the strangest thing. You should kind of see everybody kind of bowing down, touching the floor, and you, you, you kind of don't. And they're all doing it. I don't know how to explain it, but... So here we're saying the same thing. People, it comes to the time in the base of English, in the Ezra's Nashim, and, you know, where, and where everybody's there davening, and it's time for everyone to bow, and there's room for everyone. Everyone prostrates themselves on the floor. So how is that possible? How is there room for everybody to do it? And that's really the nukudah that we want to focus on in this particular audio. There are two kinds of energies. There's, you know, hey, there's me, give me space. You know, I need space. I'm an individual. I need space. Stay out of my space. Give me, give me room. 
and is a valid one. You know, it's kind of like Vayakel Pekude. Pekude is each individual thing has its unique importance, and we want to honor that. And then there's a Vayakel energy, which is everything blends together and it has its value in that it's one group. So in the first one, your uniqueness is crucial. And in the second one, in the one of Ayakel, your group, your being part of a group is crucial. So we see, in a way, in the base of Migdash, what seemed to be predominant was the energy of we are here as a group. Interesting that we each came for a different reason. I came for one reason, she and he and they came for a different reason. And whoever needed to bring a carbon had a different slightly different reason from the other person. So that's the uniqueness. It's not a general reason. And at the same time, there's this energy of we are one group. And when we all prostrate ourselves, somehow there are just enormous numbers of people, and it's not such a giant place, and everyone has room. How is that possible? So, I think we can venture to say that it's because it's from a different frequency. That's certainly what I experienced looking down in 770 from the women's section, looking down and like, why everybody's prostrating themselves and like, I don't know, I just, I miss it. I keep missing. I don't, I just don't get to see it. It just, it's, it's, it's from a different frequency. It's not from a frequency of this world because in this world there's no unity. In this physical world, every blade of grass is different from every other blade of grass. And every, and each blade of grass says, I, you know, I need the water for me to grow. No, I need the water for me to grow. No, I need the water. No, I need the water. So the frequency of the unity where we, not I, but we, it's coming from, it's coming from the world of Geula. And the base of Nigdish is from the world of Geula. And especially the third base of Nigdish is coming from the third Geula. So I'm, I'm going to pull this all together by saying the following. Once upon a time, when the world was less crazy, I think we felt more that, you know, I need to think about me and I feel that idea of becoming part of a group and a oneness and that idea of bittle didn't seem very tasty. You know what I mean? Be bittle. Like just become just like my unique needs are not important. Give it all up on behalf of something higher. Of that that oneness, that achdus, that unity. And yet we've moved into a time in history right now where life is so crazy and the world is so crazy that the freshness of the energy of unity of what what we would call in math the sum is greater than or the whole is greater than the sum of the parts if you put together one and one and one and one and one and one and one, it doesn't come to 87. It comes to way more than 87. It comes to something, you know, you put together all those, all those one people. 
the energy that you come to is not a number that you can count. So you have 87 people or 870 people or 8,700 people, whatever it is. No, you come to a oneness, a frequency of being that is starting to be more and more appealing to people in the world, not just Jewish people, not just holy people, not just people who look to serve Hashem. The world itself is beginning to beg us to step into that frequency. But we all prostrate ourselves as one unit to Hashem. As it says at the beginning of time, all the animals, the very first first week of creation, Adam Harishan was created. Man was created on the sixth day. And what did he do? His first day, kind of his only day, only weekday, in his, you know, um, before the the chet etadah, before the sin of the, of the tree. What did he do? All of the creations in the world passed before him. And that day became Rosh Hashanah. Every single creation in the world passed single file beside, in front of him. And he said to them, Let us bow down and prostrate ourselves, bend ourselves to Hashem who has created us. Why? To show your lack of worth? No. To enable you, creations of the world, to step into your true worth. As we are individuals in the world, we can only get so far. And on top of that, it gets boring. (laughs) You can only get so far and then where's the ceiling? Like, where are you going to go from here? You're going to earn $10 million, $20 million. You're going to have 5 million fans on Facebook and 5 million friends. And you're going to be this popular and you're going to. And after a while, it's just boring. Because you can only get so far on this frequency of individuality. So when Adam Arisham said, let us all bow down and prostrate ourselves to Hashem, we, we could say this was a precursor to this in the base of Mikdash, where everybody did it together. And it looks like as they did it, they were lifted up to the higher frequency that they can't get to on their own, they were lifted up to a higher sense of self, which ultimately would give them a higher sense, a, a higher sense of purpose, enabled them to be the true leaders in Yemaisa Mashiach, enabled the Beis Amigdash to shine light out to the entire world, not just because of the Beis Amigdash, because of we Yitten who were in the Beis Amigdash, who went into the Beis Amigdash, a regular, maybe a somewhat regular person, and went through that process and became a superhuman, a part of the whole that made us way greater than than we were before, enabled us to be the true leaders of the world, which we will be in Yemaisa Mashiach with that energy. So we look forward to, in this generation, this generation, the world pushing us in that direction because the rest is so it's getting so boring and it's a, 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 the other way the old way of ego seems to be a ticket to nowhere at this point and i think everybody feels it 
and all the craziness of the world is just screaming it out. You know, let's let's do something better. So the world itself, the very world, the physical world that used to scream ego is now screaming. Let's be let's move to that higher, higher level. Let us prostrate ourselves to Hashem and step into our true potential of leading the world into the Gula Mitzvah straight into the base of Mizesh where we will see Hashem and be seen by Hashem. And may it be immediately now.